job. And uh, these are Frosty and I, we go way back. Actually, me and Frosty were together at school from when we were 15. Uh, so we've known each other for a few years. Uh, and uh, man, these guys are doing a phenomenal job, right? And they're some of the hardest working people I know. And, and uh, what's happening here is truly something special. And so I encourage you, champion them, get behind them, encourage them. Uh, and they need all the championing they can get. All of us do, right? Uh, and uh, man, I'm so excited to see what God's going to do. Have you guys gone two services? And two so almost full, which is just just amazing, just phenomenal, uh, so cool. Well, today I'm kicking off our brand new uh, Christmas series called "There Is a King." And I know some of you just freaked out. You've realized, wait, Christmas, it's almost here. There's Christmas trees out. It's like it's December. It's under three weeks till Christmas, people. I know, you're freaking out, it's crazy, some of you, uh, and some of you are really, uh, really onto it, you know, with the whole Christmas presents thing, you're kind of already up to speed, some of you aren't, uh, um, and so I've titled this message, uh, Our Finest Gifts We Bring, Our Finest Gifts We Bring, I want to pray, guys, just thank you, God, that uh, your presence is here, your word says, God, we're two or more gathered, God, there you are in our midst, And God, I just pray that, God, you would speak through me, God, that it wouldn't just be my words, but it'd be your words. God, I thank you for those that are here. God, I thank you that they're not here by accident. God, I thank you that there's some people here, God, that, God, right today, you're going to meet with them, God. You're going to encourage them, God. You're going to have an encounter with them. They're going to meet you, God, uh, maybe for the first time. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, in, in the Bible, uh, there's the, the account of the Magi, or, or often we refer to them as the wise men. Uh, and they came to see Jesus after he'd been born. They traveled a long way, and they brought several gifts. They brought uh, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Uh, and we can pick up that account in Matthew 2, verse 9 to 11. It's on the screen and in your notes. If you've got the app, you can pull that out and follow along with me. And it says this, After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was, the child being Jesus. When they saw the star... They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you know, from the beginning, uh, Christmas has always been uh, a time of giving and receiving of gifts. Giving and receiving gifts has always been a celebration or something that we do at Christmas. And I know many of you are well underway with your Christmas shopping. Uh, some of you, like me, haven't started yet and probably won't start for a time to come. Uh, I'll kind of wait till the last minute and then maybe sneak in a little bit of Christmas shopping. Probably mostly because I'm a little bit indecisive, so I don't really know what to buy. My wife, on the other hand, has been shopping for months. She's well prepared with all the Christmas shopping uh, and um, got, got that all underway. Um, and some of you are organized like that. But as we prepare, I want to maybe suggest some gifts that we can bring. Uh, suggest some gifts that maybe we can bring and maybe gifts that we can give this Christmas. Is that okay? The first gift that I think we can give this Christmas is the gift of forgiveness. The gift of forgiveness. You see, occasionally I will misplace something, right? I misplace it. I know exactly where I've put it, right? I know where I used it last and I know where, where it was stored. And so logic would suggest if I know where it was, and I go back and it's no longer there, then somebody has moved it, right? This person could quite possibly be my wife, you know? (laughs) She lives in the same house, and so what I do is I say, hey, uh, Ab, uh, where did you put the so-and-so? And And she goes, "Uh, I've got no idea. I didn't use it. 
and so I say, no, I'm pretty sure you did because, you know, I was here and I left it here and it's no longer there. And so I walk around the house frantically trying to find the item I'm looking for, all the while blaming my wife for misplacing it and not remembering where she left it last, only to realize when I found it that actually I was the last to use it. Uh, and I, oh, yeah, I, I did, and I left it here. That, my friends, is a situation where you need forgiveness, right? That, my friends, is a situation where you desperately need to receive the gift of forgiveness. You know, Jesus is, is the greatest gift to all of us. Actually, Jesus is the greatest Christmas gift that any of us could receive. He, he's the greatest Christmas gift to humankind, to, to humanity, that he would come and his whole life would be focused on bringing the gift of forgiveness to us. His whole life would be focused on the reconciliation of mankind to himself. You see, we're so desperately in need of the gift of forgiveness, and, th- and that's the gift that Jesus brings to us. He gives to us the, the gift of reconciliation, the gift of forgiveness. That, that was his whole mission. His whole mission was redeeming mankind to himself. See, because all of us have messed up. All of us have made mistakes. All of us are desperately in need of the gift of forgiveness. In fact, in Colossians 3 verse 13, it says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Evidently, evidently the Apostle Paul was hanging out with some South Africans at this point. Because he said, Remember that the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive forgive others. Uh, either way, it doesn't sound like a suggestion, right? That was, I'm South African by birth, and that was a terrible accent. Please forgive me. E- either way, um, it doesn't really sound like a suggestion, right? It sounds like something we must do, that, that something we have to do, that we have to give the gift of forgiveness. It's something that we need to release. You know, I believe that forgiveness is one of the greatest gifts you can give. But not only that, it's one of the greatest gifts you can receive as well. It's one of the greatest gifts uh, for, for others that you can give, but it's also one of the greatest gifts for yourself that you can give. You see, because often when we don't give forgiveness, forgiveness is a powerful gift because it goes both ways. It not only releases that other person, but it also gets rid of, of, of what we've hold on to. It, get, it gets rid of the unforgiveness that, that so often can, can create bitterness, can create anger, can create create resentment. And so uh, forgiveness is actually a gift that we need to give. Sometimes we feel that if we hold on to unforgiveness, we feel like that it's going to hurt somehow hurt the other person. But in actual fact, unforgiveness only hurts us. Uh, unforgiveness only creates more resentment, only creates more bitterness, only creates more darkness within ourselves. And so unforgiveness is actually a gift that goes both ways. Here's a question maybe that you can ask yourself. Maybe a question you can ask in prayer is, Lord, who should I give the gift of forgiveness to this year? Lord, who is it that in my life I need to forgive? Who is it in my life that maybe has hurt me or maybe has, has done something to me, but I, that I need to give the gift of forgiveness to this year? The second gift I believe that we can give is, is the gift of being present. The gift of being present. Funny enough, I stepped in this morning and, and Sammy V uh, was sharing and he shared just about this, about being present. And I was like, man, that's cool. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been driving somewhere from one location to the other and you kind of get there or, 
And you're kind of like, how did I even get there, right? I remember when I was living up in Whangarei, Frosty shared, uh, we were up in Whangarei for uh, six and a half years. Uh, we've been on staff, actually. I've been on staff at Elam for uh, 12 years, almost 12 years now. And in that time, I've done pretty much every role in church. Uh, and, but we were up in Whangarei, me and my wife, Abby, for six and a half years youth pastoring. And I remember we would do the, the, the trip heaps of times. I remember once we, we, we drove from Auckland to Whangarei three times in one week. And, and I remember I, I, would, I would drive the route and, and I would never remember where I was. I'm like, have I passed Kaiwaka yet? I can't really remember. I don't really know where I am. I know that there's forest. But, but it was like I would drive in the car and though, although I was present physically, my mind was somewhere else. My mind wasn't present at all. And, and it was like I had driven, I wouldn't know where I was driving to because I kind of was uh, not really present, not really concentrating. I don't know, have you ever had that experience when, you, when you're driving from one place to another, but you, you're not really present? You're present physically, but your mind is someplace else entirely. You know, the reality is that many of us can live our lives this way. We can be present physically, but yet mentally we're somewhere else. We can be present with our kids. We, we can be present physically with our kids, but not really there. We can be present in our marriage, but yet not really there. We can be present here in church, but actually not really here. We can be present physically, but not really have, a, but have our minds present somewhere else. Jesus himself became present. Jesus himself took the form of a man and became present in humanity, became present in, in a space and time. And sometimes I think the greatest gift that we can give is actually our presence. Sometimes the greatest gift we can do this season amongst all the busyness is to choose to be present, to choose to be here in this moment right now. Jesus said this, Matthew 6, 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So much truth in that. In other words, live here, live now, live today. Be present in your circumstance. Be present in whatever you're giving your attention to. Be there. In the busyness of this season, can I encourage you to give the gift of your presence? Can I encourage you to be present, to be there, to be in the moment? Uh, my wife has this amazing habit of not speaking until I turn on a video or the TV. It's like we'll be present in the same room for ages, and then I'll pull out my phone and watch something on YouTube, and then she'll start talking. It's like she saves all her words for the moment that I start watching a video. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And so what happens is I may be there, I may be, I may be, I may be nodding, I may be acknowledging, I may be responding, but the truth is, is that I have no idea what she's saying. The truth is that I'm not really listening. And so there's kind of two choices in this matter. I can stop the video and, and give her my attention, or I can just carry on and just pretend that I'm listening. So we compromise, and I stop the video and listen, and then restart the video again, and also ask, hey, why do you <laughs> be here? Be present. Be, be now. Choose to be present with the people around you. And here's the question. Lord, show me who I need to give the gift of being present to. Lord, show me who I need to give the gift of being present to. Sometimes there's people in our life, maybe even people as we around in our, in our office or at work or uh, wherever we find ourselves on the sports field that 
actually just need a moment of our attention. Actually just need us to be present. Lord, who can I give the gift of my presence to today? Number three, the third gift I think we can give is the gift of encouragement. The gift of encouragement. My son, my son Ezekiel is, is very much a kind of follow the rules kind of kid that says it as it is, kind of really based in, in reality kind of kid. And I've recently been playing this game called FIFA, right? It's a, it's a football game, soccer, uh, for those of you that call it that. And it's on PlayStation. And I've been playing a little bit. And uh, he enjoys um, watching me play, but he's not really the, the most encouraging person when it comes to playing because he, he kind of calls it as it is. Oh, Dad, did they score against you again? Oh, Dad, you are oh, you never going to score two goals in five minutes? Oh, what did you do there? And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not really the most encouraging thing. It doesn't really do wonders for my game. He, he's simply stating the facts as he can see them happening, and, and those facts are accurate. But at the same time, it's not really the facts that I want him to state. You see, encouragement doesn't look at reality. Encouragement looks at potential. Encouragement doesn't, doesn't call it as it is. Encouragement calls it as it could be. Encouragement sees what isn't really here in the present and calls out what could happen in the future. You see, encouragement doesn't look at what the current circumstances are, but encouragement calls out the greatness in you. And I want to encourage you to be people of encouragement. You see, encouragement doesn't just simply look at mediocrity. Encouragement calls out the greatness. And what's interesting to me is when we look at these gifts that Jesus was given, they're not kind of gifts that you would give a baby. To be honest, they look more like gifts that you would give a king. I don't know about you, but in my household, we don't really give the kids gold for Christmas, right? But these, these, these major, these wise men bring these amazing gifts. And I think these gifts speak to the bigness of who Jesus is. These gifts speak to who Jesus would become, who Jesus was called to be, who Jesus, uh, what his mission was here on earth. They're not really gifts that are, that, that, are, that are for a small and fragile baby, but rather these are gifts for a king. And I believe one of the, the, the greatest gifts we can do for people is to do the same. One of the greatest gifts we can give people is the gift of encouragement is not to look at what you currently see, but, but begin to see them as God sees them. Begin to see the potential that, 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 that is inside them and begin to call that out. Begin to call out the greatness in their life. Give the gift of encouragement. Here's a rule for life. If you think it and it's encouraging, say it. If you think it and it's encouraging, give it away. Give away that gift. The gift of encouragement can be an amazing gift to build up someone's life. In Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 29, says this, Do not let un unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those that listen to them. Here's the question. Lord, who can I give the gift of encouragement to today? Lord, who can I give the gift of encouragement to? Be people who speak life. Be people who give the gift of encouragement. If you, if you think it, if you think, man, Frosty, your hair looks great today. It looks great today. <laughs> give the gift of encouragement to people this season. I want to jump back to the first gift, the gift of forgiveness. Because, you know, I, th I think, and I'm going to close with this in a few moments. 
the gift of forgiveness is not something that we only have to give, but it's also something that we have to receive. The gift of forgiveness is something that we receive, and, and sometimes it's actually something that's hard to receive. You see, the truth of it is, is that God loves us, God created us, God's got a purpose for us, but there's these things called, the, the, our mistakes, our mess-ups is, is what separates us from God. It's called sin. And, and all of us have messed up, all of us have made mistakes, but the, the great news, the good news that we celebrate at Christmas season is that, is that God had a plan, is that God chose to come to earth in the form of a man, lived a perfect, sinless life so that He could be the sacrifice for our sins so that he could give us and offer us the gift of forgiveness. The gift that, that means that not only can we experience eternal life in heaven with him, but also we can experience a relationship with God right here on earth. That we can experience the freedom that he died to give us. And, and I just get the sense that maybe this morning there's some people that, that don't know, that haven't yet received that gift. They don't know that freedom that Jesus died to give them. They don't know the peace. They don't have that, that hope, that surety that comes with the relationship with God. And so this morning, I would love to pray a really simple prayer. And I would love to invite you, if that's you this morning, to, to pray that uh, along with me. But before I pray that prayer, I'd love to pray for some others. So if we could just close our eyes and bow our heads, I'd just pray for you. God, I just, I just thank you for every single one of us, God. I thank you for every single person here, God. And I thank you, God, that they, God, have a plan and a purpose. And I, I pray that, God, as people, God, you would help us to be people of encouragement, people that call out the greatness in each other, people that call out the greatness in those around us. God, would you help us to be people that give the gift of encouragement? God, also, would you, would you help us to be people who are present, God, right in this moment, God, God, I know that there's some people here, God, that maybe they're, they're feeling anxious, God, they're feeling stressed, God, they're worried about, about work and, and worried about their business and worried about all kinds of things. But God, help us to be people who live in the moment. I thank you that your Bible says, the Word says that we don't have to be anxious for anything, but God, in all things, we can submit our request to you, God, and there, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. Jesus, your peace. And I pray right now, God, on your people, God, would you give them peace, God? Would they know your peace, God? Would they know your nearness, God? Right now, God, Holy Spirit, would you come and bring peace, God? Would you come and bring encouragement? Would you come and breathe fresh life, God? God, would you provide, God? Would you open doors that need to be opened, God? Doors for jobs, God? Doors for businesses, God? Doors for finance, God? Would those be open, God? And now, right, right now also, God, I wanna pray for those that don't know you, God. And if that's you this morning saying, yeah, Adrian, I, I don't know Jesus. I don't have a relationship with Him. I'm gonna, I want to invite you to pray this really simple prayer along with me. Prayer is just a fancy word for, for talking to God. Say so these words, say, say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you died to give me the gift of forgiveness. Today, I choose to receive that gift. I recognize that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Today, I will ask that you'd come into my life and you'd make me brand new. Today, I choose to follow you with your peace, your hope. God, I pray that they would know your presence, God. Would you come, and I thank you that you will come alive to them, God, in a way like never before, God. They would know your nearness, God. 
God, I pray that as they read the Bible, God, it would come alive to them. I thank you that you're going to bring around people around them that are going to encourage them. They're going to speak life. That are going to help them to figure out what it means to follow you. I pray your blessing on them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, can we put our hands together and celebrate those people that prayed their prayer this morning? Amazing. Listen, if you made that decision, we are pumped for you and heaven celebrates uh, with us here today. And we wanna help you on this journey. Right in front of you, there is an Orange Connect card and a pen. We encourage you to take that card, fill in your details, give us an email address. We'd love to